Rachel, I'm so happy to have you on this episode. It's been energetically, I would say, in the making for quite some time, as I've known you now for months, but it feels like many lifetimes in such the most beautiful way. And I'm happy to have you here. And just instead of me flubbing up how to introduce you and all of your sparkle, tell us what you do. Oh, I love that sparkle. Thank you. As I was telling you before we recorded, I'm so excited to do this because every time I really presence myself to what I do, I fall in love with it all over again. And it's it's constantly morphing itself as I grow as a coach, as my clients grow. And I just love that it is a living organism is how I feel it is. So today, the explanation of what I do is that I work with, I'm a midlife and health coach, and I work with anyone who wants to make lasting change in their life. They come in through different doors. Some people come through the health door, and that's really people who want to change habits, maybe give up bad habits, create new habits in their life, and they just haven't been able to get anything that really sticks. And then the other door could be someone in midlife who just feels really stuck in a rut and they're, they know they want something different for themselves. They just don't know how to do it and what even necessarily that is, but they just know that whatever they have is something that they don't, they don't want. And I love that because we've all been there. I mean, wherever you are in your life, you you notice you get stuck in a habit or a pattern or a rut. And sometimes you're aware of it and annoyed. And other times you're not even aware of it because you're almost moving in a robotic way. And so that is why I wanted to have this conversation is just to really talk about that and share your experiences and how to help people sort of break that, whatever that is, whatever that patterning is, and be able to shift to something that is more serving for them. So you know, maybe where do you want to start? So what's coming up as you're saying that is the, as I said, they come, people come through different doors, but the fundamental habit that people need to change without even knowing it is their relationship with themselves. And I'm saying that's a habit because our relationship with ourselves is made up with how we speak to ourselves, pretty much. Any relationship we have is based on this communication and connection that we have. And we often have these habits of speaking to ourselves without even knowing it. And I would say actually more than often, that is pretty much the way most people operate is that on a subconscious level, there are these conversations ongoing all the time that has learned behavior from childhood and beyond. So when people come through the coaching door, they get to see what they're saying to themselves and how that's having a huge impact on the results in their lives and how they're showing up for themselves in their lives. And the biggest habit change is turning that around and it it takes the time it takes so for me bringing it back to my own journey here it's it's an ongoing learning 
And funnily enough, and one of the reasons I love coaching is that it's through the teaching of what I'm learning that I'm exponentially adding to that learning and really listening to myself as I coach someone else. And it's like, oh, okay, this, this is my lesson too today. That is so, so beautiful. And I mean, there are so many things that you touched on here. And one I want to emphasize is just how important it is to really allow the space of, you know, of any pattern or habit that we're in. And even if it's, you know, an addiction to something or an adverse reaction to something that, you know, I would argue that's equally a habit, like, oh my God, spiders, for example, are things that it's easy to keep it at the surface level or external, but oftentimes it comes back to just our own ways of treating ourselves and our own beliefs. And as you touched on, those often get formed at such an early age that we're not even aware of them. And you sometimes need a mirror or a coach like you, Rachel, that can help reflect what it, they're saying or what you're sensing through yeah. the choice of words that are being used. Yeah, a hundred percent. And when you do reflect it back to people say, oh my God, I had no idea that that's what I was saying or how I was talking to myself. And the next layer of it is because on my own journey, when I started becoming aware of how I was speaking to myself, the next layer I added on was judging myself for speaking to myself like that. I shouldn't be doing that. What the hell is wrong with me? I keep on doing this. So it's it's peeling away, away the layers of judgment and negative self-talk and criticism that is the path towards being kinder to yourself and having more compassion. And for me, talk about compassion when I'm speaking with clients who are, you know, people in their in their midlife who have been talking this way to themselves for so long and just saying, oh, gosh, that's so it's so harsh sometimes. And they're just reporting the news. It's just this is this is the truth. I'm, you know, I am lazy and I am, I have no motivation and I'm, you know, and it's, it's just poking holes in that, peeling it away, um, bringing, for me, I'm holding the space of compassion, but also acceptance of this is just the way it is right now. And it doesn't, it isn't always going to be this way, but awareness is the first step to know what's going on and then going from there. You know, this is really interesting because you talk about, and I'm just kind of reflecting on what you had said of, you know, someone might come to you with a certain habit that they're not fond with and they want to break that habit and free themselves of that. And as they're working with you, you touched on that they might have that a really critical view of themselves and that judgment that they hold, which is also a habit and a self-sabotaging habit. So it's the it's almost like peeling back the layers of habits to get to the essence of, of what is really igniting those behaviors. And so when you kind of hold that for a minute of that essence, and I, I love that you arrive there by creating the awareness of it and holding it with compassion. 
I feel like when that happens, and I've seen it when working with my clients, is it neutralizes the situation. So all of a sudden you're like, oh, like my tendency to eat chocolate obsessively is, you know, a way of protecting me when I was feeling crappy about myself. And then when you can peel back that layer and you can get to like, wait, I am safe. I don't need the layers of protection. You sometimes get there with that awareness. And at least I found that in, you know, when you can peel that back to the, what's really underneath. And I'm just curious what, what you find oftentimes when you work with people or even from your own personal experience that when you peel, when you break yourself free of those patterns by starting with the awareness, what you sometimes find is the essence behind it. Yeah. And as the, as from what you're saying, it is so multi-layered and when the awareness is something that you have to practice, you have to keep on building that awareness. And again, as I said, just stopping then that judgment and you brought us through to where ultimately you can find the compassion for yourself because you're understanding how you're speaking to yourself and what you're saying. And for everyone's different it can take various amounts of time or no time at all once it you know transfer tra excuse me transformation happens can happen in a second okay and I love that it's like you're one thought away of a breakthrough you're one thought away of getting what you want but to come back to to where you had brought us for me and what's coming into mind is a client I was working with this morning and he's a fairly new client and the, the habit and the pattern is that negative self-talk. And I was able to have him acknowledge and realize it's like, okay, that's the way I've been using to stop myself doing the things that I don't want to do, but can't seem to stop. And it was starting from the point of, okay, can we just acknowledge that that way doesn't actually work? That's our starting point. And for him, that was a big aha moment. It's like, okay, it actually doesn't work when I beat myself up. And just knowing that is an access and a doorway to being open to something else coming in and that's having so that interruption. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so great. I'm glad that you went there because it really can be that easy and it can be that gentle. It doesn't like you, it's not like, you know, you're unearthing layers and layers and layers of muck to get to the essence. It could just be a very subtle shift or pause. I love you have made a reference in, in, you know, prior conversations of with that awareness, there's this sacred pause and mm. that's just Thank you for bringing that. It just remind it brought me right back to just how sacred that moment is when you can just say, wait, this isn't working for me. Yeah, yeah. And I love that you bring up that concept of we don't have to get into the muck of it. And that's why I love coaching because, you know, therapy for me and that it is wonderful and has its place and it gets into the muck of things. Whereas in the coaching relationship and the coaching stage is, seeing where you are now and then 
deciphering what's working, what's not working, and how to move forward and getting that compass. And then I love this. It's wherever you want to go and you keep on adjusting your course. Am I moving towards it or am I moving away from it? And okay, I'm moving away from it. I see that. Now, how do I adjust, get back on without beating the crap out of myself to get myself back on, which is the way many of us and you and I are around the same age. It's, it's, that's how we were brought up. It's, it's the, you know, the stick to, to get you motivated. And when I was growing up and even until, you know, a few years ago, people would always say to me, stop being so hard on yourself. And I would literally think, I don't know how. This is the only way I know how. And people come in to me and it's like, this is the way they know how to solve for their problems. Sometimes it works. And in some areas of their life, it works. I have successful business people who are going, why the hell can't I do this? I'm so good at other things. I can't lose weight or I can't cut back on the drinking or whatever it is that they want to do. And they can't understand how they can be so so successful in one area and then one area they they just they just feel so stuck right and you know I found from my own experience when I do get that place of feeling really stuck I realize it's because I've you know bended myself into a pretzel in that situation that just is totally misaligned with who I am and because I've taken on someone's expectations or I'm playing the role of, of someone I'm really not. And I think, you know, as you said, creating just first that awareness to realize like, wait, this isn't me is, is in itself beautiful and significant. And then I feel after that, it's almost like permission to do it differently. Mm. And, you know, I, I know you've talked about that too, and maybe you can, even with your client you're working with, like, where do you go once they have that, like, aha moment of like, wait, this isn't working for me. Mm. You know, where do you go next with them? So with this particular client, where I go is, and I love this work because it's a combination of the action and putting the actions into place. And then from that action, seeing all the stuff that comes up. Right. And just because he's had that one aha today, guaranteed he'll go back and revert, as we all do, to the the conditioning and the program that's already there. And the work is then to just keep practicing seeing it, as I said before, and then practicing and solving for it ahead of time so that you already have your what you're going to do when it comes up. And so for these habitual thoughts that keep us stuck, one, the first step is the awareness, which is, you can see that as the interruption. And for a while, that's enough because you don't want to start trying to come in and fix it because then the judging brain comes in and says, well, you shouldn't be doing that and, and all the rest. So for right now with him, that awareness is amazing and keep on reminding him of that as he moves through the different habits and things that he wants to change and then keep on using that action that he's taking as the information for where to go next and it's always evolving it's always changing and there's different kind of there's speed bumps along the way and then there's exponential growth along the way and you just keep 
keep with meeting him, her, where they are. And as you said, the mirroring back and showing what's going on. You know, that reminds me of just the in the work that I do that once, you know, just to undermine how important it is of the awareness, because some people might think, well, that sounds fantastic. But in, in, in shamanic terms, that awareness can be a form of a power retrieval of, you know, a part of you that might have fled in, in, in a stressful, threatening moment. And when you come back, then in this meat suit that we live in and move through on this earthly plane is conditioned to likely go back, as you said, into those patterns. But now you have more power to and or awareness to be like, oh, wait, there I am again. And then just be like, okay. And, you know, I think that's just so, I, I just wanted to, to create a little like more mm. space around that because it is really significant. It mm. really is. Mm. And I love that and that, that retrieval. And I also, a lot of the work that I'm doing for myself, actually, because I learn before I teach and it's about also allowing and embracing those parts of myself that I don't want let's say right and and so it's like okay I'm very clear that I don't want to be this person who bullies myself however acknowledging that that bully was in place to keep me safe and right now it's the conversation is okay how can I just be okay with that person that that persona that part or however you want to to put it is being there for a reason okay and having compassion for that reason and then now what because you're also get very clear and I've been getting clearer and clearer is this isn't how I want to be this isn't who I want to be and this part of a lot of the work I do is is changing your self-concept and finding that identity that really is aligned and as you said there are all these parts that no this isn't actually me and when you were talking earlier about this permission a lot of the grounding can come from just simply saying what do I want and for some people that can be very scary because they don't ask themselves that especially mothers have been putting their families first it's like coming to a place especially in midlife it's like oh what do I want can feel very threatening and scary because they don't even know where to start with that so that's a lot of the work as well of of recognizing that you can give yourself permission what does that feel like yes I think there's just so much to to take in from this you know I think we've touched on (laughs) how the oh no, I think I know we touched on how helpful it is as a coach to be that mirror and to reflect back <clears throat> what someone may not be noticing when they describe their situation or their habit. And so I think that is huge in, in itself. And to differentiate that from from like the work that I do of you know the coaching versus sort of like that therapeutic way of getting really deep underneath the, you know, what's the, the cause of a symptom. And I think sometimes people aren't ready for that and they just need that reflective view to be like, Oh, 
okay. And then the awareness is something else you touched on is just so huge for people and oftentimes can be the one thing that helps just create the, the new pattern, the new shift. Yeah. And so I think that's just so powerful. And, you know, I, and as you said, then it's keep coming back to that or, and if the, if we're not even quite there yet, giving ourselves permission to ask, what do I want? You know, and I, th- I think that's another just super juicy element to trying to break a pattern is to get really clear of what aligns with my desires and my needs. Yeah. And I'm wondering, and I know this, so I'm leading the witness here. You have a really fun kind of mathematical equation around this. And I wonder if you could share that because I think it encapsulates a lot of what we discussed. If you're Great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, it's not a hundred percent mine. I think I tweaked it from, from Rod Stryker is a yoga instructor who had come up with, with something similar, but I have tweaked it to, to my own work. And it's in relationship to what we had talked about habits, making habits or breaking habits or anything that you want in your life. So let's say we're talking about change. I want to make a change. The formula is that when your desire and your commitment to that, and I always put commitment in the realm of action, right? We commit to something when we actually act on it. Desire can live in the brain, live in the heart for a very long time, but until you're actually out there doing whatever it is that you say, that's your commitment, your action. When desire and commitment are bigger than the resistance you have to whatever it is that you desire, that's when you get the result that you want. I love that. It is so simple, but yet so profound. Yes. And then just an added to that. And I, and again, this, this, isn't a new concept, but it's when you look at the results in your life, where you are now and what you're getting, the realization with this formula is that you are getting what you actually desire. And that's where you meet yourself where you are saying, okay, this is my result. At some level, this is what I desire. And this kind of comes back to that old patterning of keeping you safe. So when you recognize that what for me is so empowering is that you are the one who's creating the results. So if the results aren't what you want and you realize that there's a, there's a competing desire, right? And sometimes the desire can be as simple as competing desires. I really want that ice cream right now. And that's bigger than my bigger desire to have a healthier lifestyle. And what I work with clients is to acknowledge that, you know what, right now, I want this more than I want the other thing and take away the judgment, take away the beating yourself up about it. And the more that you keep on acknowledging to yourself what you're doing without any excuse, without any justification, you get tired of it pretty quickly. You get tired of having that conversation as, oh yeah, I just want this ice cream. And then you kind of go, oh, you know what? Hold on. I actually really do want that other thing more. If that's true for you. Awareness truly is everything. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. It's your power. Because once you're aware, that's that pause and you get to choose. 
That's so beautiful. Without, without that awareness, there is no choice. You, you are in automatic pilot, which many, most people are. Yeah. And I think it's okay to acknowledge that they, they often coexist because we are human, even with really clean, pure desires and intentions and commitments, we are also human. So we can, you know, hold both at the same time. Of (laughs) course, of course. And I love that. And for me as well, it's like when people are beating themselves up, it's like, okay, you show them, this is why you're, you're doing this. This is how your brain works. Your brain seeks pleasure, avoids pain and doesn't want change at any cost. So it's courageous and strong work to make a change because you're going against being human, right? Because your human brain, we haven't evolved to the space yet where change is good and growth and all all of the other great things that it is our our primitive brain just thinks stop put the brakes on don't go there yes yes you know there's you know to to kind of bring this all full circle is while this I love how you're trying to corral this <laughs> I knew no, this conversation because for me it's like I'll go there there you know so and yeah. that's and that is the way that conversations flow. And I believe that's how listeners enjoy a conversation when it just feels very scripted. It's perhaps not as enjoyable, but to come full circle, even though our conversation was really on to change a pattern, when people work with you, that it can start with something as small as softening my grip to my love for chocolate. And then once you kind of overcome that, you're like, okay, now I'm looking at my career and this doesn't quite feel right. And, you know, working with you in a way that can help me feel empowered to explore what would feel right for me. And it could even be, you know, a health condition, you know, or just a point in my life. Like I'm feeling unfulfilled doing this, but I really have a passion of doing that, that you know, I just, I, I guess the point I'm trying to say is while the conversation focused on what could be perceived as something small, this is just really magnified. This formula can apply on really significant things in life. Like someone who's in their midlife and might be feeling lost and really wants to do something meaningful, the same formula works. If someone's, you know, have doctor's orders to, you know, tighten up their eating habits, this formula still works. And I, I really, really love that and how much it relates to all parts of our lives. Oh, yeah. That's beautifully put. Yeah. Yeah. Rachel, you have such a joyous vibe about you and you truly, even I know in our conversations and our walks, I know firsthand that you really do help people see things or see changes in an easy way. And it really can just be a mind shift. It really can just be a mantra that can just be that thing that helps change the energy of a situation. And I just am so grateful for you and this conversation. Oh, thank you. It was my honor, my pleasure. And I hope for anyone listening that there may be some little nugget in there that will help them. Yes. Yes. Where can people find you? Let's say that someone's like, yes, I need Rachel. I have. 
habit. So I'm ready I'm, to break. I'm on all the social medias, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, Rachel O'Connor Coaching. And I can be contacted directly on my email, racheloconnorcoaching at gmail.com. And that's Rachel with an E and O'Connor with an O. Awesome. Yes. I will include all that in the show notes. And I just thank you. I thank you for this time. Thank you. Total pleasure.